Hey everybody, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I really appreciate the support for The Bracketologist. If you could do me a favor and like and subscribe this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, and follow us on Instagram at Bracketologist underscore, and stay tuned for the latest episode. Welcome back to the Bracketologist Podcast. I am your host, Ben Walnick, as always, here in the Let It Fly Media studios. Uh, really interesting bracket today. I am joined by Let It Fly Media's own director of athlete content, BJ Kissel. How's it going? It's going pretty good. I'm excited about this. This is uh, when I brought up this subject and I showed this bracket in the office. I had a few people that are like, oh, man, like I want to be on that one. So uh, some people jealous of you on this. We're doing blockbuster movies. There's a lot. There's a lot of takes. Yes. A lot of takes to be had. There's going to be some huge upsets in this bracket. I feel. <laughs> um, so this is this is how this went because it's a very large window where you could say what defines a blockbuster movie. So let me explain on what I did to get to our bracket. I took an inflation-adjusted box office worldwide for every movie that's ever been made, and then I ranked it by how much money it made. And then I cut off by year, it had to have been made after 1972, which is when Godfather was made. So the number one, I believe, all time with adjusted inflation is Gone with the Wind, but we're not going to be talking about movies made in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Yes, I, I think that's a great point. And the other point that will be made probably throughout this is that there will be notable exceptions of people saying, hey, this is one of my favorite movies of all time, will be recognized as one of the greatest movies of all time, but necessarily didn't gross. So not Correct. a part of this. Bracket. So we just mentioned right before we started recording, wow, Shawshank Redemption <laughs> is not on this list. Um, it didn't make enough at the box office. And I, I guess I could look that up, but it didn't make it in the top 64. There's some big surprises on what is in the top 64. There's also some big surprises on movies that I think BJ and I personally love that yep. are ranked really low that have a chance of a huge upset. <laughs> um, so let's get into it. We've got 64 to go through. We're not going to be able to talk about a ton on each of these matchups, so this isn't a five-hour podcast. So let's get right into it. You ready? Yep. Okay, so we're going to go region by region. So we're going to start with the one-seed region and take that all the way to a Final Four representative before we move on to the two-seed region. So Star Wars A New Hope is the number one overall seed based on inflated box office. It made a ton of money. Obviously, it was a worldwide phenomenon. It's going up against a great movie. Yeah. Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom is our 64 seed. Um, I I think it's obviously still a pretty easy decision here. Yeah. Um, So do you have any parting thoughts here for Temple of Doom? I'm upset that Temple of Doom is ranked where it is because my age where I grew up, I watched that movie a lot more than I watched Star Wars, but I'm not going to pretend that Star Wars obviously isn't the biggest movie or one of the biggest movies of all time. So uh, it's an easy decision, but yet kind of bummed that I feel like looking at the rest of the bracket – uh, Temple of Doom would have would have made it further had it not been stuck in the 64th spot. I th- can we both agree that both of these movies are a part of one of the most important trilogies of all time, but neither of these movies are probably the best movie from their trilogy? Ooh. Um, yeah, that's a fair statement. I don't, I don't have any reason to call blasphemy to that statement. Yeah, so I think there's a yeah. chance, even though we have our number one seed moving on here, it's not going to be our champion, but we'll see. Um, okay, so now we'll go to our 32 versus 33 seed, which is American Graffiti versus Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. Um, so 
What thoughts do you have here? Uh, have you seen American Graffiti, and do you have any thoughts on it? I have not. I've heard okay. of it. I've yes. heard of it, but I've never seen it. And the issue, and I consider myself pretty up-to-date on pop culture um, as best I can, but I just feel like Dead Man's Chest and Johnny Depp and being that role, he was born for that role. Like He is that guy. And that's where I rank a lot of movies is how much do I believe the characters are who they're pretending to be. Mm -hmm. And in that case, I, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise is always going to be up there for me just because it was in my wheelhouse mm -hmm. um, of being in college and getting DVDs and all that kind of stuff. But also just because it was such a perfect match for Johnny Depp. And that's not saying anything about American Graffiti. There may have been a perfect match there, but I don't know it, which makes me feel like the Pirates of the Caribbean should just move on. So a couple of things real quick. American Graffiti came out at a time in the 70s where it look it introduced a lot of big stars. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss was in that movie. Um, really important movie, but it also came out at a time where there was only like maybe two movies coming out a week or maybe even one main movie a week. Yeah. Um, so uh, less competition, probably a lot of inflated numbers because of when it came out. Mm -hmm. um, the thing about... Dead Man's Chest is, I think there's only two good Pirates movies, in my opinion. The first one and this one. And this mm -hmm. is the one with Bill Nye as Davy Jones as the bad guy. Yep. Um, kind of a convoluted ending to that movie that I didn't love. I think Orlando Bloom ends up stuck on an island at the end of it. Yep. Spoiler. Um, American Graffiti has an amazing cast. It's Richard Dreyfuss. It's Ron Howard. Um, oh, wow. Harrison Ford. I think it's like one of his first movies. This is a movie I need to see. Yeah, 1973. Um, so it barely made the cut on year. Um, it's one that I need to revisit. I've seen parts of it. I don't think I've seen it all the way through. So I think because we're more familiar with it, even though I don't think it's a better movie necessarily, yeah. but I do think it had a more difficult time making money because it was in a later time period. Okay. I'll go Pirates of the Caribbean as well, just okay. because of our familiarity with it. Um, 17 seed. This is this Honestly, this is an incredible matchup. 17 it seed, is. Forrest Gump versus 48 seed, The Sixth Sense. <laughs> it's 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 kind of like Star Wars and Temple of Doom in that like you can't not say Forrest Gump as the winner in my opinion, but the Sixth Sense is just always going to have that appeal because you're not surprised very often in movies anymore, mm -hmm. and there's not that like catch like holy cow I didn't see that coming, and even though now it's such a joke like anyone who watches the movie now knows you know what what happens there in Sixth Sense, but it was still always going to be one of those first movies that really like gotcha at yeah. the end you're like whoa i did not see that coming and therefore it's always going to kind of have that appeal to it but forrest gump is i mean 17 <laughs> seed is pretty low i think for forrest gump yeah so sixth sense incredible movie and incredible movie theater experience mm -hmm. not really a rewatchable movie which is something i i look for in a blockbuster because once it's kind of spoiled for you you can go back once and watch for all the secrets of where you're seeing red in that movie which it were, were like um you know kind of trying to tip you off to it throughout the movie. So that's fun on a rewatch, but not over and over again. Whereas Forrest Gump, if you find it on cable, you're like, oh man, he's about to go run for two years straight. Like, I'm going to watch this. Um, so yeah, uh, it's Forrest Gump. Yeah. Um, great great thing about those two movies too is that you say Forrest Gump, like I just felt like running. Like, you know exactly where that movie's from. Like, I see dead people. Like, you know exactly where that's from. So exactly. that's two legendary movies in that way. I mean, run, Forrest, run. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Godfathers are 16 seed. Um, versus the 49 seed, the original Superman. Uh, it's Godfather. Yeah. I th Superman 2 is better than Superman. I agree with that. So uh, we'll, we, I don't think we need to spend too much time on that. Let's go Godfather. Um, 
All right, here's one for you. We don't need to spend time on this one. Avengers Endgame versus the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, Look, Avengers Endgame is probably the biggest blockbuster of all time based on how much money it's made and how it came out last year. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, I know it's got a lot of big fans. I'm not one of those people that loves that movie. Um, it's for it's Avengers Endgame. Yeah, we'll have people angry at us on that, and that's fine. But Endgame, the story, the storytelling nerd in me, over like more than a decade before everything was written, the way that they intertwined everything. We were joking about this before, like favorite scenes from that movie, and even the little things of, you know. Um, Wasp, I can't remember her name of her character, but Ant-Man and the Wasp, like Paul Rudd. And she says, oh, whatever you say, Cap. And she, in those movies, they, she had made fun of him for calling you know, Captain America Cap. Yeah. And then she does an endgame. That little smirk between them, you only know that if you've watched all the movies. So those little things, the, the writing, the details, it, it was an amazing movie. It, it's an amazing feat to be able to tie in so many characters and so many stories and have it be a movie that makes sense and, and yeah. comes together. Um, I don't know if they get enough credit for how many hurdles there were to make that movie like a solid movie. Yep. Like it's that could go wrong in so many different ways. We, and we can get more on that later. Yep. Uh, 24 seed is the original Ghostbusters versus 41 seed Spider-Man 2 with uh, Tobey Maguire. That is the Spider-Man against Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he gets with Mary Jane for the first time. Um, I lean towards the original Ghostbusters yeah. on this. Yeah, it's a, it's a cult classic. It's one of those movies that when the music starts, you know what it is. Spider-Man, even though there's a lot of good movies, they're so convoluted, like which which company's doing it, and is it the Tobey Maguire one? Is it the other one? Um, yeah, this is a pretty easy decision for me. Even though I like the Spider-Man movies, I've watched them all. Um, yeah, it's Ghostbusters for me. It's also an incredible cast, right? Yeah. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis. Like at their peak, yes. like that back then, that was kind of—I would say—that was the end game of that time. But that was yeah. getting a lot of big time actors together uh, in a movie like that. It was—it was a good time. And it was also, I, I believe, this is—you know—this is the the first one, right? And it's like Spider-Man had so much to go off of, and it was also a sequel. Yep. So degree of difficulty to pull off an original movie and make that much money, I, I say Ghostbusters. Yep. Um, Twenty-five seed is Shrek two, verse forty seed. The only movie on this list that is on here twice. The Lion King, and it's the Lion King remake from 2019 in live action, quote unquote live action. It's not really live action. Um, Shrek 2. Yeah. I I don't want to say anything negative because my mom said if you don't have anything positive, don't say anything at all. But I was very disappointed in the new Lion King. Well, the original Lion King is, is one of my favorite Disney movies. Yes. I, and I think it's this high ranked at 40th because of all the hype and the marketing and the tugging on the emotional strings of everyone our age that wanted to go yeah. see the new one. So we all paid to go see it. Yeah. And then it just let, it was a let down. Not a lot opinion. of, not a lot of repeat viewings in the theater. I feel like for that one. Yeah. So that's a pretty easy one. Uh, eight seed avatar versus 57 seed Rocky. This is tough. <sighs> I, I want to say avatar. Here's my explanation on avatar because I loved avatar as a movie when I watched it. And then someone explained to me, and I won't be able to cover off the top of my head all of the different reasons, but they said the storyline of Avatar is the same storyline used in a lot of other movies. It's a copycat storyline that's just visually and cinematically beautiful and amazing. And It was the first movie that was made for 3D and looked good in 3D. Yes. But I'm not a huge fan of 3D. So it's like if you're going to like just story and like what was so important to like how sports movies were done, 
Like Rocky broke some ground. Yeah, I. It has to be Rocky for me, just because Avatar, with all of the grandiose everything it is, and and playing in that space, it wasn't unique as a storyline. It was unique in the production, the like you said, the 3D, and that I, I've heard even heard the director wanted to make that movie years before, uh, but couldn't because the technology wasn't caught up to what his vision was yet. So we had to sit on it for a while. Um, read that somewhere, but yeah, it's Rocky for sure. All right, Rocky, our big upset, 57 over an eight seed in the first round. That's uh. That's big. All right. Uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, what KU falling to uh, name a school that starts with a B. Um, <laughs> all right. We can always bash on KU. Uh, Star Wars versus Pirates. So we're going to stay in this region and take oh, okay. this to a Final Four. Okay. Um, so Star Wars versus our 33 seed Pirates, Dead Man's Chest. That's not a matchup. No. Star Wars. A lot of times the second round goes pretty quick. I don't know if it's going to be that case all the time. Like, this one's Ooh. a tough one. Ooh. 17 seed Forrest Gump versus 16 seed The Godfather. They are neck and neck, and they're neck and neck in our bracket. It's a 16 versus 17. How can we do this? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to talk this one out because I haven't made a decision yet. So both of these movies Man. are long. Fair. They're very, very long. At times, both of these movies can be slow. I feel like it's a little bit less of that with Forrest Gump because you're moving so much through time. And you get a little bit of the benefit in Godfather 2 versus Godfather where you're doing the flashbacks. So that makes it move a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so I think my argument here, not necessarily for the best movie, because I know a lot of people say Godfather's maybe the best movie of all time. Yeah. Or Godfather 2. Um I think as far as a blockbuster and when you're talking rewatchability and being able to pick up a movie at any time, um, I'd lean Forrest Gump. I like your explanation, and I can tell you've done this before because that was very succinct and very uh, – you can't argue with that. And I would I would take the, the easy way out and say we're talking blockbuster movies. Godfather in a vacuum of itself is not – you cannot include Godfather 2 and the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to take the easy way out in that part of the argument and say Forrest Gump as well for all the reasons that you mentioned. Yeah, standalone. Um, okay, Avengers Endgame versus Ghostbusters. Um, Probably our parents' generation will be very angry with us, but I think it's Avengers Endgame. But our parents' generation would need help to find this video and be watching this. So. That's possible. Um, Dad, if you're listening, that wasn't directed to you. That was directed um, to you, Mom. <laughs> and I love you. Uh, Shrek 2 versus Rocky. Um, I go Rocky. Rocky, yeah. Okay, so now we have four left in this region. Star Wars versus Force Gump. Um... Man, these are going to get difficult, aren't they? Yeah. Holy cow. The Sweet 16, we could just read off at the end of this and be like, damn. Yeah. Mm. You know what? I'm going to go Star Wars in this just because everything, the offshoots off of it, like that's it where launched. it started and yeah. what it launched and even what it is today. And it's still this huge uh, brand that off the Mandalorian. Like there's so much that's broken off of yeah. it. The IP. That you get the intellectual property that it, all the action figures, all the games, everything. Yeah. And now we've got TV series. It's like it's become its own Marvel universe, right? Yeah. And so, this is somebody who didn't get caught up in Star Wars or Star Trek or any of that. And I still recognize how big of a brand and how big of a just an industry change that was when it got introduced. Avengers versus Rocky. Avengers Endgame. Yeah. So this is uh, maybe the biggest battle. So you have the final movie in the, the current phases we've seen of the Marvel Universe. This has been the biggest thing that we've seen over the last 15 years. 
versus the first movie in what launched Star Wars that is currently still going uh, 50 years later or close to 50 years later, maybe 45 years later. Um, might be the toughest elite. I, I guess I'd have to look forward to see what our elite eights are going to be. But both of these deserve to be in the final four, but only one's going to make it. And this is so difficult because, again, as a storyteller, you have two different groups that have stories that intertwine throughout and told them in different ways and connected them in different ways. Um, so this is definitely a matter of where did you grow up? What is your what are you into? I am more into Marvel and I have been and I have more of an appreciation for the detail and the storytelling and the way that all came together than I do Star Wars. So I'm going to lead lean towards Endgame. It's going to make a lot of people upset. But I just think in today, right now, um, Endgame changed the game for me in the way that uh, that you know these companies can t- can look at not telling a story in a vacuum with one thing that you can have this grand bigger picture. And they did it beautifully, and I hope that that's a trend that we see going forward. So it's not a bunch of one-off videos that we see these connections between them, because uh, I think it really drew people in. Okay, here is my argument also for Endgame. So Endgame's going to our final four. Here's the reasoning. Um, I have done a Star Wars movie bracket, mm-hmm. and Star Wars A New Hope did not win. It's not the best movie in Star Wars. Yeah. I've done a Marvel movie bracket, and Endgame did win that bracket as yeah. the best movie. I think the degree of difficulty, obviously, when you're starting something from scratch and something completely original like Star Wars, kudos on that and everything it's become. But like I said, the degree of difficulty of connecting the previous 16 films yeah. and having it be cohesive in this movie and the buildup, it's literally the definition of what you're looking for in a blockbuster movie is the buildup that you saw in the Marvel Universe to this one endgame. Yeah. So it's got to be that. Beautiful. What did win the Star Wars? Empire Strikes Back. Um, Okay. Let's move to our two-seed region, which will include the Empire Strikes Back, but not here. Our two-seed is E.T. versus our 63-seed, One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, I know it's been a long time since you've seen E.T., have you seen One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's it's Nest? It's been a very long time as yes. well, but it's E.T. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw E.T. recently. I've talked about E.T. on the Steven Spielberg podcast and also the John Williams Movie Score podcast. Um, E.T. is hands down a top 10 movie for me, yep. whether you're talking blockbuster movie or just movies in general. Um, it's incredible. I look forward to you rewatching it sometime soon uh, with an adult scope on things. Yes, um, it's on my list. All right, 31 seed, Incredibles 2. Is that our first Pixar movie? I believe so. Wow, we did not have a Pixar movie in the uh, in the first 16. Uh, versus Blazing Saddles, our 34 seed. I'm actually going to go weird, with... What a weird match. Can you, start with this. Can you imagine Blazing Saddles coming out right now? Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine it's just... There might be some cancel culture involved in it. <laughs> I was going to use that phrase, but um, every time I see like little gifts or like little video clips from it, I watch it and I laugh and then I kind of cringe like, can you imagine like that coming out right now? Uh, and for that reason, I'm going to go with Blazing Saddles yes. uh, just because of the cult following. And it's a movie that if you haven't seen, you need to, you need to watch it. Uh, love Blazing, Blazing Saddles. Love the gifs we get from it. Um, oh, Incredibles yeah. 2 was good but it what for me to me wasn't nearly as good as the first incredibles in my opinion yeah and it made my son cry at the beginning he got scared of the big drill thing going around and 
it, it ruined it. We never, I've never watched the rest of it. I've watched bits, bits and pieces of it, but that did it for me. All right, there's some weird <laughs> matchups, man. 18 seed Greece versus our 47 seed Dark Knight Rises. So my, was, I'm gonna answer this question, wondering if my wife is going to watch this because Greece is one of her favorite. I, I movies. think Greece is a more important movie. I don't think Dark Knight Rises was, in my opinion, the weakest of that trilogy. Yeah. I love. I'm a big Batman Begins guy, which I don't think is on this list. Yes, I, um, I would be with right there with you. Uh, and obviously, Dark Knight, uh, most people see as the best movie of that trilogy. Yeah. And Grease was, it was definitely something of that time, a little bit more of a musical movie, like a Broadway show as a movie. Um, but it also launched some huge stars. Yeah. Um, and it was really, really important for that generation. So I would lean in this matchup for Grease. Yeah, it, it is Grease. Grease isn't going to go very far, I don't think. And it deserves its love to get its victory for what it's done. Um, and the fact that it's still relevant today. My wife yeah. and I went and saw Grease at Starlight last year. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Grease got to win that one. Um, there aren't many just straight-up comedies on the list as blockbuster movies. Um, so it's unfortunate to see Tootsie here as the 50 seed. Um, probably losing because uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is 15 seed, uh, which is almost a flawless movie. Yeah, that's that's a no-brainer. Yep. That's pretty easy. Uh, sorry, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, 10 seed. Return of the Jedi. Here we go with more Star Wars. So yep. we have we have three Star Wars movies in our top ten. Uh, verse fifty five seed Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, yeah, this is this is tough because I Close Encounters. I think I had as the four or five seed in the Steven Spielberg bracket. It's a movie that is important to me. I watched it a lot with my dad growing up. It's one mm -hmm. of his favorite movies. I think it's it's really really well done. It's definitely not as fun as Return of the Jedi, okay. which is a great Star Wars movie from the original trilogy. Some people might even say they like that movie better than Empire Strikes Back or Star Wars New Hope. Um, I'd like to hear what you have on this. Uh, I'm going to have to lean on you. Uh, Return of the Jedi, great movie. Um, again, it gets kind of, for somebody who didn't watch them all, wasn't a Star Wars guy, sometimes they all kind of run together. It's which one's this, What's I know what happens in each of them, but... Um, I don't have much to offer on Close Encounters. Um, I think I saw it a long time ago, so I think I'd remember it when I watch it. Mm -hmm. But I have to lean, lean on your expertise on this one because I've got a hot take coming in on the next one. Yeah, we'll go Return of the Jedi. That. I don't know okay. if we can really eliminate any of the original Star Wars trilogy because of their importance as blockbuster movies in the first round. Close yeah. Encounters was really unique because it, it came out, it was the next movie after Spielberg came out with Jaws. So it was okay. like he followed it up, and people are like, "Can he have repeat success?" And it was a completely original story, and it did amazing, obviously. Yeah, um, I remember, but you it, watch that one. Yeah, we'll go Return of the Jedi. Um, all right, twenty-three seed Infinity War versus our forty-two seed Animal House. You said you had a hot take, fire take. Let's hear it. Animal House is is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's a when we talk about like cult classics and just those. The Germans bomb Pearl Harbor is a joke that you can put on social right now, and 70% of people on Twitter right now will not understand it. And the other 30 will just roll their eyes, knowing that the other 70 are about to not understand this joke. Um, so in that way, and then Infinity War, phenomenal movie. I don't like movies that, that end, like that, that you know there's another one coming. And, I, and since knowing Endgame is going to be one of my top two or three movies of all time, um, I, that does play into this decision. But Animal House, to me... For that kind of comedy, going back to John Belushi and all them, it, it was a f like a flawless comedy in that way, and it was one of those. It started that 
that line of comedy, in my opinion, and is a movie, like you said, that I watch with my dad a lot. It's one of my dad's favorite movies. Yeah, so if you look at Infinity War and Endgame as one story, um, it's, you know, that, then we're having a conversation about, we have one thing that's in the final four, doesn't this deserve to make it past the first round? And Infinity War was an incredible movie. I loved how everything came together. One, some of my favorite storylines of Thor interacting with the Guardians of the Galaxy people <laughs> yeah. and then Thor going off with Rocket and getting his new weapon. Like that stuff was incredible. The battle at Wakanda was incredible. Um, I loved that movie, but kind of going back to Greece first Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. it wasn't the best movie in the Marvel Universe and not even in that two part series, probably. Um, even though I do think Infinity War might be one of the four or five best films in the Marvel Universe so far. Yes. Um, but Animal House and how much it meant for that time and like the launching of careers of, and taking Belushi from <laughs> just SNL to Superstar, um, it's Animal House. Yeah. Uh, we're agreeing a lot. We haven't had a throwdown really yet. Um, okay, the original Spider-Man is our 26 seed versus right. our 39 seed Rogue One. I'm going Rogue One. Rogue One would be one of my favorite movies from the from the Star Wars thing. That's why I asked you which one won. Because my dark horse. How far did Rogue One make it? In- Rogue One. Um, I think it made it to the final four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's good to hear. Uh, not for us disagreeing. Um, but yeah. again, I like the Spider-Man movies, but none of them jump out to me um, as being particularly special. Mm-hmm. Or I'll watch them if they're on. Um, if I'm feeling Spider-Man, I'll watch it. But uh, Rogue One is a movie that I'll just sit down and be like, I'm going to watch this. Like yeah. that, it was. It's one of my top movies um, of the last few years is Rogue One. I, I hold it in high regard. Yeah. Um, not helping for our disagreements. <laughs> um, I am not the biggest Spider-Man fan um, for, for the original uh, trilogy. I do think Spider-Man 2 was the best out of that trilogy. Yeah. Didn't love the origin story that they had with this one. Um it's it's Rogue One for me as well. I, I'm very fond of that movie. I, I think it's, you know, Mandalorian as a TV series has been really good for the dark side of Star Wars, but seeing basically a war movie in Star Wars, so that, that was Rogue One, yeah, uh, was pretty awesome. Yeah. And speaking of Star Wars, we have our 7 seed versus our 58 seed that are all Star Wars. Empire Strikes Back versus The Rise of Skywalker. In my opinion, and if you go back and look at our, go listen, by the way, Taylor Hemnes from KSHB and I broke down all the Star Wars films as I think the one of the first 10 podcasts we did. Um, Rise of Skywalker was the last seed, and Empire Strikes Back was our number one seed. Um, so you know where I'm at on this yeah. one. Yeah, that, this one's an easy one. All right, second round for this region. We have E.T. versus Blazing Saddles. I, I like that Blazing Saddles got a dub in here, but it's E.T. Yes. Uh, Grease versus Raiders of the Lost Ark. I like that Grease got a dub here, but it's Raiders. Yes. Uh, Spielberg is making a, is going to make a strong appearance in this bracket. Um, Return of the Jedi versus Animal House. I'm going Animal House. I'm fine with that, honestly. Okay, for the same reason that when you're you're not the best inside of that series, and you've got a, a cult classic like that that everyone can remember. Mm-hmm. Stuff. I do think that's a really close matchup. Um, I just know we have a lot of movies to get to, so I, I don't want to really want to fight you on that one. Um, because okay. I, I do think Animal House is one of the most important comedies of all time, and it's good yeah. to at least get in the Sweet 16, because probably not getting past the Sweet 16. Um, so our 39-seed Rogue One versus our 7-seed Empire Strikes Back. Rogue One, that may be my favorite Star Wars movie that's come out since the original trilogy. Yeah. But it's Empire. You're going to fight me on it. I want to, but I can't. I, you can't go against Empire. 
Yeah. Like you just can't do that. It has one of the greatest movie twists, if not the greatest movie twist of all time. That's true. Um, if you're watching that movie for the first time and you don't know all the Star Wars lore and everything you've heard, when he says, I am your father, it's just like, what is going on? Yeah. That in like the sixth sense on like a much on steroids. Yes. Like, yeah. And, and then just in general, that movie, I mean, the Battle of Hoth, the first 25 minutes of the movie is incredible. And what's incredible about that is even though you know the ending, you give it away, it's still a rewatchable movie. Unlike Sixth Sense where you watch it and you're kind of done, you know what's going to happen at the end. You still want to go back and rewatch that movie anytime it's on. Yeah. Um, okay. So E.T., our two seed, versus our 15 seed, Raiders of the Lost Ark. This is an incredibly tough matchup. I don't remember, and I'd have to go back and look, to see if E.T. and Raiders of the Lost Ark went up against each other in the Spielberg bracket. Yeah. Um, but what do you think? I want to go with Raiders of the Lost Ark, which would be a hot take because E.T. is going to be one of the you know greatest movies, and I'm not disagreeing with that. But for me in my life, I've definitely seen Raiders of the Lost Ark 100 times more than I've seen E.T. And I've probably seen E.T. four or five times. I mean, not a lot, and I haven't seen it in a long, long time. But Raiders of the Lost Ark is just one of those movies that I grew up watching. And so when I think of, of Harrison Ford, like I think of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think of the, that series. And um, that's the best case I can give because it, my heart's not a whole all the way in it because E.T. is just one of those movies. But for me, when we get into these difficult decisions, just which ones that I watch more, which ones if I was sitting down to make a decision, I would probably choose Raiders of the Lost Ark over E.T. for me right now when sitting down to watch a movie. I'm man, I'm trying to think back to what we did. I know that E.T. was the number one overall seed and Raiders was the sixth seed, and I believe Raiders made it to the final four, but I can't remember if it was Jaws or Raiders that made the championship against E.T. I know E.T. originally won. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to have hotter takes than this one, so if you give but me, I, I, it's almost, I don't really think it's a hot take because I think they're very close. Okay. I mean, look, there. Steven Soderbergh, who's one of the most important directors right now, literally released a silent version of Raiders of the Lost Ark, whereas the entire movie in black and white and silent, and people watch it all the time. <laughs> like that's how perfect the movie is shot. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna go Raiders. Which is maybe going against even what I've already done in a podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if that was the championship matchup or not. Um, maybe I'm, I'm leaning key. Raiders right maybe now. Maybe low though. key. I'm just be- becoming very convincing. Maybe. But I, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, I, both those movies. That's, There's not a lot of movies in here we don't like. That's no, where it's going to start to yeah. get difficult. It's about um, to get worse. Yeah. So Animal House versus Empire Strikes Back. Um, I think it was a great run by Animal House. And I do believe it was a super important movie for comedies in the 70s. But when you have. The best movie of the most important trilogy of all time as far as launching Star Wars. I think it's got to be Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, and I think you look at the other side of the bracket and movies that lost in this same round. You're looking at Rocky. You're looking at Forrest Gump. And so there is nothing to be holding your head about if you're Animal House. Like Mm -hmm. That was a good run to, to end with movies like that on the same level. That's not bad. So then we have just another brutal matchup. Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Empire Strikes Back. You've got Steven Spielberg versus George Lucas in both of their best trilogies they ever made. Um, these movies came out um, not that far apart from each other. I don't know. 
I think I think it's got to be Empire. It does because I think Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's a great run, but that whole series and that movie did not have the impact to this generation of people. If you just went on the street and asked a hundred, you did Billy on the street with a hundred people. Yeah, they're going to know more about Empire and the impact that it did than Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark. They're making and that's the best movie. Like you said, arguably the best movie. I love Rogue One, but Empire is is that series. That yeah. was the that was the deciding. Everything changed. They're making 10 new Star Wars shows on Disney+. Plus. Um, I believe they did a young Indiana Jones series where they are doing another one, but it's like... You know why they do that? Because people our age who grew up watching those have kids now. It's like, can you make a kid's version of this? Because I really wanted to get into this. Exactly. Exact reason that I got my son from Paw Patrol to loving Avengers at Target one day. One of my greatest, like, dad moments uh, was putting, like, the, the little figurine the captain america figurine in his hand i mean like you want this not you know marshall and he got excited and he's been on it ever since so we've got um neither our one seed or two seed made the final four we have our nine seed avengers endgame in the final four and we have our seven seed empire strikes back in the final four so two top 10 seeds yeah. um i love now, it from different areas yeah. too it's not like we went to two new movies in both of them yeah so now we've got our three seed region which is led by titanic Versus our 62 seed Transformers 2, um, it's Titanic. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big... The first Transformers movie, I didn't mind. And then I feel like it kind of went off the deep end. But it was also kind of a trashy blockbuster. I loved the first 40 minutes of Transformers. I have hot takes on Transformers. The first original Transformers. Is that on here? I don't know. Can I give that take now or should I say Yeah, sure. That? Throw it. I The first 40 minutes of the first... Uh, Transformers was phenomenal. I was into it. I loved it. As soon as they started talking, like I was done. Like it was just too cheesy. The lines were too bad. Yeah. But up until like, um, got John Voight, like we need you. Like he's like, I'm underdressed. Like that whole, the music, the whole thing, they're getting bombed in Qatar. Like, you know, calling in. Some of the war scenes are actually pretty good. Like in the desert. Yeah, they call in the, I'm pretty sure it was an A-10 Thundercat, like the, our station, like right down at Whiteman. I think that's what those were in the movie. Because I remember it was about a week after I had toured them and uh, had learned a, quite a bit about those um, those planes. But yeah, it uh, the first 40 minutes was awesome. And as soon as they started talking, the whole, the whole series went downhill. Yeah, and Transformer 2 is, yeah, I don't even really want to talk about it. I don't even know if I've seen it all the way through. Uh, Titanic was, I mean, obviously just, the biggest monster of all time that almost fell apart being made. And like, it's James Cameron. I mean, James Cameron's on this list a few times too. So uh, yeah, I think that'll be interesting moving forward because I do have takes on Titanic. I have a lot of takes on Titanic and I'm saying right now, if this was any other bracket, I don't think it'd be making much further. Yeah. But so we'll see. Um, Beverly Hills cop is our 30 seed versus our 35 seed Batman, uh, Michael Keaton, 1989. Well, I know it's a, a very popular take that Michael Keaton is one of the best Batman because of what's happened recently with the 78 people doing it. Beverly Hills Cop is one of those sweet spots for me because that was a movie that I watched all the time as a kid, whether it's Beverly Hills Cop 1, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Like, I was into that series watching those. So, and Eddie Murphy for me in Beverly Hills Cop, I probably watched that movie as much as any movie I watched when I was a kid. So, for me, it's Beverly Hills Cop. I'm fine with that. I don't really have much else to say other than I think uh, Eddie Murphy deserves to at least get a dub on yeah. this bracket. Yeah. Um, the Avengers. So this is the uh, the first one there in like 2012, I believe. Yeah. Verse our first Lord of the Rings. And I think all three of them are on here. Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, which 
personally. I think, in my opinion, I'm not the biggest Lord of the Rings guy, but I yep. do think Two Towers is my favorite okay. because that last continuous like 30 minute battle is pretty awesome yeah i think man this is a tough one for the first round um because i think the avengers coming together because of what it became was so good i didn't love the story of the first avengers like there was was some it was the first time where it got like weird like they jumped the ship on how aliens coming down from this like all of the stuff and there was just a lot more of like not that a lot of it was believable but a lot more I think that they shortened the movie. I don't know this any behind the scenes. It felt like there were sections of the movie that they took out to keep it shorter. And as somebody who's following it, it's like, well, they how did that? How did they connect this? So, um, I yeah. lean two towers because, in my opinion, it's it's the best of Lord of the Rings. I know there's a huge contingent that's like Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. I'm yeah. not one of those people, and I do have a lot of flaws with the first Avengers movie. And yeah. it's not; it wouldn't even be in my top eight, I think, yeah. Marvel movies out I of 17. So it can Damn. win there. I wish I didn't agree, but I do agree. And um, on disclosure, full disclosure on the uh, the Lord of the Rings series, that I've watched them all multiple times, but the first time I watched them, I watched the director's cut. Oh, wow. All in a row in a day. That hurts. The, Wife was out of town. It was like That's raining. It was like, melt. you know what? And those things like four hours long. Yeah. So I, t- I texted my friend Matt McMullen and I was just like, hey, I'm watching all of these. He's like, Godspeed. Yeah. Like, I hope you're okay. That was a lot. I don't know if lot. I've seen after the first watch of all of these movies, if I've ever seen one of them all the way through again. Yeah. Um, and people will not like me for that. Okay. The next one is two movies that I have not seen and two movies that I want to see. Um, I someone explained to me the sting and I was like, why have I not seen that? Yeah. It's Robert Redford and it's like a like a heist movie or like a chase movie. Like I'm in. Yeah. Um not a big Burt Reynolds guy, but I hear Smoking the Bandit's great. So I'm um, gonna go with the sting because I like Robert Redford. Okay. And that's I, I, again like you, I've heard a little bit about it. I haven't seen either one of them, but the sting is one of those movies I've heard a lot about that intrigues me. There's yep. nothing about Smoking the Bandit that I really want to go watch. Um, super interesting here, our next matchup. Uh, Jurassic Park, the original, versus the first Harry Potter, the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, I don't know how you feel about Harry Potter. I am definitely a Harry Potter guy. I love yeah. the Harry Potter movies. I've read the books. I am really surprised that this is the only representative on the bracket for Harry Potter because it's, look, it's the setup movie. It's the first movie. The kids are the youngest. They're not really good actors yet. Yeah. Um, it's one of the weakest movies, if not the weakest movie. Um, and so it's an easy Jurassic Park. Yeah, I was going to go with Jurassic Park because I have a confession to make. You've never seen the Harry Potter movies. Never seen any of them. And I've never read any of the books. It's I, good stuff. I I recommend. I feel like you, it's not something you dip your toe in. Like you're all in or well, you're I think you read it out. with your kids when they're the right age. Yeah. And then you'll be able to watch the movies. And like now you've got your content with them for a couple of months. Yeah. It's like it's good stuff. Yeah, I just... I will get into it at some point. That just hadn't happened. I think I was a few years behind that craze. Like I, yeah. I was at an age that. Well, um, you were already in like, well, you're only a few years older than me, but like that first movie came out probably right when you were going to college or like you were a senior in high school. And so you were aged out of it just barely. Yeah. Um, 22 seed, The Dark Knight versus the 43 seed, Passion of the Christ. I can't believe The Dark Knight is a 22 seed. It's Dark Knight. Now, maybe that's just this Jew over here talking. But, uh, yeah, it's Dark Knight, which is one of the most important 
superhero movies, one of the most important blockbuster movies of the 21st century. Dark Knight is the best movie, and this is better than Endgame. Um, and that's a lot to be said. And I saw Endgame the first time with Billy Quatch, our creative director, sitting right next to him during it. He was seeing it for the third time. Um, but going and seeing Dark Knight in the theaters uh, was probably the best experience I've ever had in a movie theater. I think we went either opening night or the day after, like the next day. And yeah, it's it's going to go far for me in this one. Okay. Um, Independence Day, our 27th seed. We have done a bracket on Independence Day characters, Dakota and I. Uh, a crowd favorite uh, versus our 38 seed, The Towering Inferno. I will admit, I have not seen this movie. It stars Paul Newman and Steve McQueen and Faye Dunaway. And I don't know much else about it other than it came out in 1974 and it obviously made a lot of money. This is Independence Day. Yeah. Sorry to the people of the 70s movie generation. Um, you've gotten some due. Look, Empire made it through. Uh, okay, six seed, Force <laughs> Awakens. First, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. This is tough. But is it tough? What do you got? Fellowship of the Ring was one of my favorites that I remember from watching it. Um, but The Force Awakens is another one of those that I, I would go back and rewatch that one. I wouldn't rewatch Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, we're going to have some Lord of the Rings people angry here because they'll say there's no way that any Lord of the Rings movie should lose to any Star Wars movie that wasn't made in the first trilogy. Um, but I saw Force Awakens in theater probably four or five times. It was incredibly happy to have what was a good Star Wars movie, but not a great Star Wars movie back in our life. I liked the new characters. It was basically a repeat of Star Wars A New Hope right. with new characters, but I enjoyed it. And rewatchability, yeah. rewatchability. I know people rewatch the, Star the Lord of the Rings movies all the time. They're just too darn long. Yeah, and the problem for me, and this is, again, I'm acknowledging that there's a hole in this argument, but I watched the director's cut of these movies. They were four yes. hours long. Um, and so, yeah, to me, it's Force Awakens, but that one, that one's going to ruffle some feathers. Titanic versus Beverly Hills Cop. Um, I know you want Beverly Hills Cop here. I want to go Beverly Hills Cop because I am not a huge fan of Titanic. And I have a very big problem with one part of the movie that I just can't let go. I mean, she killed him. She dropped him. Yeah, and my wife, like... He, there was room the on day, the door. Yeah, she... It's As soon as she had a chance to save herself, and he gave her... She was like, see ya. Save yeah. myself. Like, it... It's not a good look for Kate Winslet there. In there's that a, one. Rose. There's, Come on, Rose. There's a lot of that movie that's not a good look for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so... My argument for Titanic, even though I hate that part of the ending, is yeah. just how momentous it was. And if you're not defining it by our favorite movie and you're not defining it as the best movie, we're talking about blockbuster movies. Right. Like, it was the biggest blockbuster in the last 10 years when it came out. Yeah. And, and maybe for the next five or 10 years until maybe like something like, I don't know, A Dark Knight or something like that. And the fact that... To this day, my heart will go on, and not to make it about that song, but it was such a perfect song. It's a song. sports meme now. <laughs> but yeah, it's the sports meme during March Madness of putting the music to every game-winning shot is my favorite thing about March Madness. <laughs> uh, pretty much one of my favorite things on social media besides changing the song that the players dance to. Those memes are along the top favorite, but it is going to be Titanic. I'm not happy about it because I love Beverly Hills Cop, but Titanic is just too big to fail. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> in this right now. Um, Lord of the Rings. Which is ironic because 
Too big to fail. <laughs> um, I get that now. Um, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers versus The Sting. I think we'll just advance Two Towers because neither of us are really familiar with The Sting. Yeah, I can't make a case um, against it. I, I want to see it, though, and hopefully I'll see it in like the next month, and then I'll be like, what were we thinking? I feel like the, um, the Lord of the Rings people may be coming back around here. Yeah, hey, hey, you've got, you guys made it, and maybe we'll have a, a sneaky advance in that next round. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Jurassic Park versus The Dark Knight. Wow. Wow. Is that, this, this is the toughest Sweet 16 matchup maybe since E.T. versus Raiders of the Lost Ark. Man, it's Dark Knight, but I feel bad for Jurassic Park. Like I, I don't I don't need to make this this big case for it because Dark Knight is just too good of a movie in that way. But Jurassic Park was so important and it was the first good movie in that space. Like I understand it's Batman. You've had He's different Batman computer simulations. Like the the thing that they the things they did with Jurassic Park and computers and like making those dinosaurs look as real as they could for that time. And, and like you don't watch that movie now and say, wow, these graphics are so terrible. I don't want to watch it anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got it. That this is. I think this is a lot closer than you're making it out to be. Yeah, and now I'm. I might actually flip on this one just because Jurassic Park. It was so, and it's hard for kids and kids like we're these old guys. It's hard for people nowadays to remember what it was like before. You had a lot of movies like that, or that the the technology and like you said, like the cinematography, all of it. It was just such a different kind of movie, and just like shocked you because you'd never seen like a dinosaur movie. Like that, you'd seen a lot of action movies, seen a lot of good storylines with different things and different movies that we even talked about on here. Um, man, I don't know on this one. I really don't. It's uh, so this is our 11 seed versus our 22 seed. Jurassic Park, um, the 11 seed. God, so Jurassic Park, I think far and away is the best Jurassic Park IP oh, movie that's been made. Yes, yes, without a doubt. Um, the Dark Knight, probably the best Batman movie that's ever been made. Yeah. It's close for me with probably Batman Begins. I don't know, but I love origin stories, which is why I love Jurassic Park. Um, gosh, this one's tough. I think... Hmm. I don't know, man. This one is really hard. I'm just... And it's, it's two different points, like... In both of our lives, that the impact that Jurassic Park made, and that it's still relevant today. You know, they're still making movies, and they're still part of it. It's different. I just, it's the best. And I agree with you. I love Batman Begins. Um, up until about the last forty-five minutes, it wasn't a huge fan. But Dark Knight is the best. Like to me, Dark Knight is almost a flawless movie, and it's really hard to not see it go further than this. I know. It it's just, a, but I, I also feel like. It's maybe a hair long Dark Knight and Jurassic Park okay. flows so well and feels like it's the right amount of time. I just, and it's also part of me is like original great story from a book, Jurassic Park versus yeah. superhero movie. It's like, we're just, we're just getting hammered over the head with superhero movies nowadays, but, but maybe it's the best superhero movie. Right. And that that's where I go is that even though you're hammered over the head with all these superhero movies, that one stands out. Like that one still stands out. The intro to that movie is one of the best intros to a movie as I've ever seen. Like you are hooked into that from the moment you first start watching. Um, all right. Dark Knight. It's Dark Knight. That is, that's a really tough beat. Jurassic Park deserves to be in the Sweet 16. It's shocking it's not, honestly. That's a horrible matchup. Um, 
both of those movies beat both of the movies we're about to talk right now. I love Independence Day. Yep. And I have that over Force Awakens. For me. Dang it. I wanted to disagree with you. I was hoping you were going to go Force Awakens. I, I'm, all I'm a on Independence huge Day. Independence Day guy. That is one of the most rewatchable movies of all time, in yes. my opinion. Um, so I think this... Picked a hell of a day to quit drinking. <laughs> I think this... Uh, this elite or this sweet sixteen matchups are going to go really fast. Yeah, I have two towers over Titanic, and I have Dark Knight over ID Four. Yeah, I'm not happy about it, but I can't. I'm glad Titanic's losing right here. Yeah, you can't fight for Titanic. I'm, I, that one was really easy. I was going to fight for Independence Day. Um, you want to? You just come on. You can't have ID Four beating Dark Knight if you just had Dark Knight beating Jurassic Park. Fact. But I still don't like it. Those two Dark, I would love Dark Knight is is getting beat up here. If you're talking about both of like if you're talking about personal favorites, like Dark Knight and Independence Day could be in my final four. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that Jurassic Park, I think, would be a good sweet sixteen elite eight ish. Yeah. Not out of the round of This corner of the bracket, honestly, real tough. Brutal. Brutal. Um but yes, I agree. Dark Knight keeps moving on, but Dark Knight has had a tough road. Dark Knight is... It's beat up going into this uh, Elite Eight matchup, but I think it wins. I, I do as well. Okay, so Dark Knight okay over two towers. That. I'm sorry, Lord of Rings, Lord of the Rings people, um, but I really like... Uh, we have two superhero movies now in our final four with Avengers Endgame, Dark Knight, and uh, Empire Strikes Back as our third representative. So it'll be interesting to see where we go with our number four seed region. That, right. was, a, that was a... Man, Dark Knight... Having to get through Jurassic Park, Independence Day, and Lord of the Rings: Two Towers—that's um—it's impressive. Passion of the Christ. I I did miss that one. Um, all right, four seed. One. I don't think that was tough, but Jaws is our four seed versus our sixty-one seed Men in Black. It's Jaws, but I'm glad to see Men in Black was on here because despite how bad some of the sequels were, yes. the, the original one was really cool and good at the time. It was rewatchable. It was fun. It wasn't particularly deep. Um, but yeah, Jaws. We'll talk more about Jaws game changer. Um, as they could make it a deep run. So now we have our 29 seed, The Last Jedi, which was the eighth movie, the second movie in the last trilogy, versus Return of the King, Lord of the Rings, third movie of that trilogy. Um, I think it's got to be Return of the King. Yeah, A lot of people don't like Last Jedi. I'm not one of those people. I actually really enjoyed it, and I thought some of the new things they tried to do was pretty cool. Um, but Return of the King is arguably, if it's not Two Towers, it's Return of the King, in my opinion, as far as the best movie in that trilogy. Really impressive, the final battle, some yep. of the stuff they did there, and the whole returning of the ring to the lava and that whole scene and all that stuff. Yeah. Which... I still don't fully understand if they got to fly away on the, those eagle animals at the end, why they just didn't fly on one of those things in the first place to get all the way across the entire world. I have a lot of those questions when I watch movies, yeah. and they, it kind of ruins them. Um, so you agree there with Return of the King? Yep. Um, this okay. One, this one's easy for me. Jurassic World versus Back to the Future. Um, I don't think we're going to have a disagreement here. I hope okay. not. It's Back to the Future. Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies of all time. So that, we're gonna have, we might have some tough conversations later. I okay. really, really, really um, got some people upset when we did the best movie trilogies of all time yeah. because we actually ended up with Back to the Future winning, which was is, it was a stretch. It was the mood we were in that day. Okay. Um, probably shouldn't have won versus 
Star Wars or uh, Indiana Jones. So we'll talk about yeah. that. Um, 13 seed, the original Lion King in 1994 versus the New Age Beauty and the Beast live action. It's the original Lion King. Yes. And you know what? I enjoyed, out of a lot of the remakes, I don't enjoy a lot of them. Beauty and the Beast was fine, um, yeah. but it's Lion King. All right. We have a representative <laughs> from, actually, we have two representatives here in the next two matchups from the original, or the, uh, the prequel Star Wars trilogy. We have the Phantom Menace versus Finding Dory. It's Finding Dory? Yes. For me? Okay. Yes. You don't have to worry about me on that. Uh, we definitely we didn't have enough Pixar in this bracket. Um, I'm actually surprised by that. Um, look, uh, I don't think we need to spend much time at all talking about the prequels. Um, Revenge of the Synth, by far the best prequel movie. It's our 44 seed, but it's going up against Black Panther, which was, if not the best, maybe the most important Marvel movie. Yes. The 21 seed Black Panther. Connected a lot of things in that movie. Ended up being very important in the story. But... Um... But yeah, I, with those prequels of Star Wars, I've started to watch all of them. Mm-hmm. And I could not get through any of them. <laughs> and I, I've i watched some really bad movies. I watched Wonder Woman 1984, and I watched that whole thing. Me too. It was a mess. Okay, you agree. Yes. Okay, because after I was done, I'm normally not a person like, I'll find the positive and everything. I was like, that was a really bad movie. So uh, <laughs> my wife, Katie, who is definitely the person, she, she'll be entertained by anything we put on. Yeah. So at... Like, she's always going to find that positive and be like, oh, that was good. I'll be like, there, that was not even close to the first Wonder <laughs> Woman movie. Yeah. The first Wonder Woman movie was really, really good. I liked it. I was so excited for 1984, yeah. and then I watched it. It just kept getting weirder and weirder and weirder, yeah. and there were so many holes in the writing that it just couldn't get past it. But I digress. That is, neither of those movies are on the bracket. So <laughs> yeah. this is an incredibly interesting matchup. Their 28th seed, Home Alone, versus our 37th seed, Finding Nemo. This is a all-time best top five Christmas movie against one of the most important animation movies that I think had ever been made just mm-hmm. because of... I bought Finding Nemo when I was in college, like, to watch it just because I liked the movie. Now, having kids, like, we watch it all the time. We watch Finding Dory all the time. Um, that being said, Home Alone is a classic, but to me, it's a Christmas classic. So I would make the case for Finding Nemo to be a bigger blockbuster than Home Alone, even though Home Alone, when it comes to Christmas time, it is what it is. Yeah. But Finding Nemo is just more relevant all year long. Yeah, uh, that's tough. I just rewatched Home Alone. Yeah. Because honestly, I hadn't seen it in a few years. It's a lot shorter than I remember it being. And it's also a very buttoned up, very crisp movie. Like it yeah. moves very simply and you follow it very easily. And I remember way- the last, like him standing up with his house and setting all the traps. Like as a kid, I remember that being like 45 minutes of the movie. It's like 10 minutes. It's yeah. very fast. Yes. Um, um, I'm okay with Finding Nemo. Yeah. I, I feel like I could fight you on that, but I don't have the energy. <laughs> I think... The bleeding heart, like having kids, Finding Nemo also introduces some very difficult things in losing a parent, like all these things naturally with kids in a way that you can watch it and not feel scared as a parent when they're watching. Like you're going to get a bunch of questions. They're going to be sad about this. 
I just it it touched on some very real things in a very nice way. As a did parent. you just make the argument for Home Alone, which is the exact same thing, losing a parent and trying to get back to the parent? <laughs> That's true. Didn't even put it that way, but that was. Um... <laughs> If a cell phone can completely destroy your movie, it's gonna be really hard for me right now. To okay, make... I also that should be a that should be a different bracketology. Well, movies I... that would have been ruined by a cell phone. It's also like, it feels like the parents did not fight hard enough to get their kid like to the police. Yeah, or like, oh, call, call somebody else. Like you don't work with anyone that's not in town. Like there's someone else you can call. Like they called the whole neighborhood. Like they add that one little line to try to disregard anyone who's got kids being like, there's a million other people you could have called that would have gone over to your house. Yeah. Like I feel like the one police department doesn't answer. There's other phone calls you make. You can call the fire department. You can like literally talk to, talk to your (laughs) friends that are out of town. And then even though they're not in town, have them find a friend to go talk to them. Like, come on. It's wild. And uh, who was the, the clerk she was in every movie back then, the the grocery store clerk in Home Alone. Because she was in Cocktail. It's the mm-hmm. same. What was her name? She's in every movie back then. She was in Karate Kid. It's the same. Looking her up, like 80s heart. Okay. Do we have the biggest upset in the entire bracket in the next matchup? Yes. The Exorcist is our five seed. I personally am not a horror movie person. So I, I can't say I've even seen this movie all the way through. And I, I know it's a good movie, obviously. It made a ton of money. And a lot of people see it as one of the go-to best horror movies. But look, I've done a podcast just talking about Twister. I was a meteorologist. It's one of my favorite <laughs> movies. It maybe pushed me into my career path that I started in. Um, and rewatchable movie and just fun from beginning to end. I love Twister. It's Twister. Yeah, I love Twister. Again, one-liners story. Like, that's just, it's one of those movies that was right in my wheelhouse of watching. Again, different. First time, a tornado movie like that. It was just different. And again, Exorcist. Excuse me, I've seen it. I I don't like horror movies because you watch them, it's like, that's not real and you get scared. There are certain types of horror movies that I think are better than the Exorcist. Like, certain... Um, Paranormal activity, like yeah. those movies scare me more than The Exorcist in that kind of way. But Twister, yeah, I think it's an upset, and I'm kind of upset that we agree on it because I was ready to dig in on that one, but I should have known. <laughs> you should have known. You were going <laughs> to. Okay, I think we, oh, man, I was going to say we could have some fast matchups, but maybe just this first one. Jaws. Liz- Elizabeth Shue. That's nice. who it was. Um, Jaws, first return of the king. It's Jaws. Yep. Sorry, Lord of the Rings heads. Um Back to the Future versus the original Lion King. I'm going to go with Lion King, and I think we might actually disagree here. I don't know, because you already said that Back to the Future is one of your favorite movies. The Lion King is one of the most classic movies, blockbusters of all time. Um, and the amount of money they put into the remake, I, Back to the Future is a great series, phenomenal um, movies. But Lion King interdu- is just its the Lion King. I know it's a terrible, terrible pitch for it, but you're talking about a movie in a niche that along with movies like Finding Nemo, you're talking about how many animated movies can you name that hold their, like, their, how special they are even to this day that Lion King could be on TV and I would sit and watch it. I don't know if I would watch Back to the Future. God, I mean, I've seen Back to the Future a hundred times. Um, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. 
I I agree. Lion King is one of, if not the best, of that style of Disney animation. It's right up there with you know maybe like Mulan. Yeah. Um, it's so tough for me because, for yeah. me personally, Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies of all time. But I can see, and, and it spawned a trilogy. Right. Um, I will talk out of both sides of my mouth here because the other thing with Back to the Future that I really enjoyed was that it was different and that it introduced just the whole story plot. Like there was some creative writing and just introducing new types of ways to tell stories and going like the whole setup of it and the whole premise of the movie was different. You can't really say that with Lion King, even though it was great in this space. They've been doing animated movies for a long time. The impact on that was greater. But I think just as a quality movie, I could say you were more entertained by Back to the Future. But I think a bigger impact overall, it's Lion King. And now that I say that out loud, we're talking blockbuster movies. And I think the overall impact of Lion King is greater than the overall impact of the first Back to the Future. I just feel like that Lion King is just it's in there with like every year an amazing animated movie was coming out so like if you go and look at the 90s right 1991 beauty and the beast 1992 aladdin 1994 the lion king the next year pocahontas and a goofy movie came out hunchback of notre dame came out the next year hercules the next year mulan the next year it's just like it's just Disney repeating story. I mean, it's not repeating stories, but like they had a formula and they were throwing it out there and there was a quality animated movie, kind of like what Pixar is doing every year yeah. or every other year. And Back to the Future was completely originally written. There wasn't a book it was being written off of. And for how successful it was and created a trilogy off of it, like that to me is like you're looking at the definition of a blockbuster. You're talking about Star Wars and it created all this IP in the future. Not there wasn't anything after that original trilogy for Back to the Future, but it was completely created out of thin air. Not saying Lion King wasn't, but it was part of that Disney machine. That's a great pitch. And you've convinced me, actually, because of the original content. It just you've got and it hurts Lion King does not deserve to lose this early. But that being said, and and as I said before you made that, the fact that Back to the Future was just different, and you reward people in movies and people who are part of it for making something different, for going outside of the the norm and trying to create something different. So I will agree with you on The Lion King just kind of being part of that Disney machine and that it wasn't the first one and it wasn't a unique storyline, even though I think overall the bigger impact in today that Akuna Matata – I have shirts that say Akuna Matata, but – I. It, that being said, I think for Blockbuster's original, I can't get off the original part. So I think you made a great point there. So I'll go. I can agree with you on back. To well, the I have no energy left, so I'll just let you take this next matchup: <laughs> Finding Dory versus Black Panther. It's Black Panther. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like Finding Dory. is a nice movie. Um, the only reason it went on is because Phantom Menace was bad. So. So what do you got in Finding Nemo versus Twister? Very, very, very weird and different matchup for sure. This is very strange because Finding Nemo, again. Part of the Pixar machine. Part of the Pixar machine, but I can't say it introduced things that were different. I know, but it, it was so, look, it, it is, it's it's up there probably top three, top four Pixar movies. And, yeah. pick, and like 
we don't even really have any Pixar representatives that even made it this far. And it's it's obviously hugely important to movies in general. I don't know if I think Pixar and th- and, and animated and think blockbuster. Right. Whereas when you think of Twister and the yeah. action and the and the the graphics and like when we did that podcast, Dakota was talking about all of the CGI that went into it and everything that they did. Like that's what I think of when blockbuster. I think a blockbuster movie. Yeah. I'll go with Twister just because, again, we're talking blockbuster movie to get people out, get people excited. And even though the kids' movies, it's hard to be a blockbuster kids' movie in that way because yeah. you're not getting this a huge number of people excited to go watch it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'll go with Twister. Jaws first Back to the Future. What do you think? Are you okay with this one? I think it's Jaws. Okay. I, I, think- I would agree, but I wanted you to – Go yeah. first because of your no, affinity I, for I these these both of these movies are in my top five of all time. Mm-hmm. I could rewatch any of these movies any day. Um both of these movies do some amazing things with the camera, you know, as as a creative company and looking yep. at cinematography and stuff. You know, the back to the future of Marty and Doc, like when he's explaining while the car's gone for the first time with Einstein in it and they're walking back and forth from each other. Mm-hmm. The camera's not moving, but they're moving back and forth as they talk. Yeah. is amazing. Um, obviously, some of the special effects from that. Whereas in Jaws, you have minute and a half long scenes in with one cut where the, the there's no camera cuts. Yeah. Um, you have the amazing scene when he's on the beach and he realizes there's a shark, and it's the vertigo effect yeah. where, like, the camera is zooming in while moving out. Yeah. Um, and then just what they were able to do with a broken shark. Yeah. Where literally a mistake made the movie, right? They couldn't show the shark because they couldn't get it to work. But that was the suspense that led to the last hour of the movie working. Yeah. Um, it's Jaws. It is Jaws. I agree with you there. And on the next one, Black Panther and Twister. God. Twister as a standalone blockbuster was amazing, but Black Panther and the power that it holds to that overall story and just Black Panther in general being one of the best Marvel movies to come out. Mm-hmm. Twister had its run. It was great. I don't think it stands up to Black Panther as just a blockbuster movie because I think it's more difficult to have a blockbuster movie nowadays than it was when Twister came out mm-hmm. because there's so many more things to distract people from technology, whatever it is. Um, Black Panther absolutely crushed it in a time where it had more competition than Twister did when it came out. So I think I'm going to agree with you. I think Black Panther was a phenomena, right? Mm -hmm. It was, I mean, like Wakanda forever. It's still going huge, huge, huge movie and influential movie. Twister was an awesome blockbuster. Like you said, for its time, it was like, it was definitely like the big one that summer. Um, I think this is the right time for it to exit stage left. It, yep. It's identical timing and spot in the bracket as Independence Day. And I see them very much in the same light as really yeah. rewatchable blockbuster movies from the mid-90s. Great casts, nice ensemble, fun movies. But Black Panther's a more important movie, and yeah. it was a huge blockbuster. Yeah, and Black Panther, personally to me, is always going to be something that's special because of my nephew who's adopted. He's black. It was the first time that he watched a movie at that age. And he said, mom, everyone looks like me. Yeah. And the impact that that has, I saw it. I know what it means to just overall community, especially with the way that we're living today and everything that's going on. Um, 
the impact that that movie's made, I don't think can be argued. That being said, I think Jaws wins over Black Panther. Yeah. Jaws is just one of those movies. It It's going to be really hard for anything to beat Jaws until I look at the next bracket. No, I mean, but I really... Now we're getting to the final four, so... Yeah, the final four is is really, really tough. We've got, I believe Empire Strikes Back is early 80s. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, or we can Google search it. I think it was like 81 or 82. I Maybe I'm wrong. It could be 79. 1980. Okay. So we've got a representative from the 80s. We've got a representative from the 70s in Jaws. We've got a representative from the 2000s. Dark Knight was 2008, or was it 2010? I think it was um, And then Endgame, obviously, last year. So we don't actually have a representative from the 90s. And Dark Knight 2008. was... 2008. 2008. So um, we're missing one decade, but I think we have good representation here for the blockbuster movies. So we have our nine-seed Endgame versus our seven... Or not verse. We have our seven-seed Empire Strikes Back. We have our 22 seed, The Dark Knight, and we have our four seed, Jaws. So betting favorites going into this, even though with the seeding, I'd probably have Empire Strikes Back as a slight favorite. Um, mm. But I don't know. We've got, let's look at the matchups. These are four incredible movies. Yeah, they are. Um, Endgame versus Jaws. So to set this up, two completely opposite spectrums, right? You have yeah. a completely original movie that literally defined and launched the definition of a blockbuster movie, right? Yep. We really could have started this instead of with Godfather with the cutoff being Jaws because I think people look at yeah. it changed movies and it changed what the definition of what a summer blockbuster movie was. People will say that's the start. Yeah. Um, so maybe we just made a mistake on even what our cutoff was because of Jaws. Um, versus, in a completely original standalone story, it did create sequels, but Endgame is the culmination of the last 15 years of a specific genre of movie that was the best of that genre of movie. Yeah. Um, degree of difficulty for both of these in different ways. Right. Very difficult movies to make. Um, both trend-setting in their own ways. See, so yeah. Where I go, I kind of see Jaws as like the Michael Jordan. Like it was the first to do it, and it's never going to be. It was the first blockbuster. Michael Jordan changed basketball in the way that athletes monetize their brand. Starting Air Jordan, all the stuff that Michael Jordan did is never going to be changed. He has all the titles, all that that stuff. That being said, Endgame is LeBron. Endgame is the new age. He did it in a more competitive environment. He did it. His stats are better. The numbers are better. Um, it's just a matter of opinion on. I think Endgame overall is a better blockbuster movie because of what it did in this environment, but that's to take nothing away. And And I understand that Jaws was the first to do it. And Endgame can't happen without movies like Jaws kind of setting the stage for what a blockbuster movie is going to be. Now, that could be picked apart, but just philosophically speaking, Jaws was the first to do it. It's Michael Jordan. Endgame to me is LeBron. And that LeBron is the physically the best player to ever live, but he's never going to have the impact on the game that Michael Jordan did. So Michael Jordan will always be the GOAT, in my opinion, and that can't be changed. Um, but that being said, uh, it's really hard for me to go against Endgame because it is, to me, the definition of a new age blockbuster as that definition has changed over time and that you can't just have a one-off blockbuster movie. A blockbuster nowadays, in my opinion, 
has to have some sort of real buildup to it. So it has to have some sort of sequel to get so many people involved. And that's why I think Endgame, to me, is going to win this one, just because it's a new age blockbuster. They figured out how to make a blockbuster movie in this environment, um, which was different than Jaws. So my argument for Jaws would be, you know, kind of what you said, like blockbuster movies don't happen without it. Um, It didn't have anything to build off of. And it's a higher seed with inflation. It made more money in 1975 money than in 2019 with Endgame money. Um, And it had nothing to build off of. Um, And I just think like... There's there's funny moments in Endgame and like I love Paul Rudd and the Ant Man yeah. stuff is just it's awesome. Um, the Thor stuff is great too, um, but like the reason that movie is what it is is like the final battle and the culmination of everything, and ultimately it comes down to this battle where it's like it's like we need fifty characters you care about for it to be this thing. Whereas Jaws, the most rewatchable scene is three guys <laughs> sitting on a boat showing their scars and just that conversation. And that that is like one of the best blockbuster movies of, of all time. Just like look at the other things that are in our final four. It's so different and unique. And it's, it, it's as close as you can get, I think, to a perfect movie where I could still pick out flaws in Endgame, even though it has an incredible degree of difficulty. I just, I lean towards... Spielberg, maybe our most important blockbuster movie person of all time, and this was his first real big hit. And then it's just such a unique thing and how it's it was made 45 years ago, and I could watch it from start to finish and love every minute of it. It's it's tough. I I and I agree with that. I love Endgame. It won my Marvel movie bracket. Um but ultimately, it's the part of a big hole, and and it, it is the culmination of it, where it's like Jaws can stand alone and stands the test of time. I agree. I just, when you think blockbuster and you think this massive appeal that Jaws, there's a certain faction of people that could be drawn into Jaws and that story and that movie. Um, and, uh, you think- can't watch Endgame without watching a significant amount of movies leading up to it. Right, but to me, that makes it a blockbuster because so many people could get so invested. And as Endgame was coming out, so many people were struggling to watch Infinity War, and then everybody was going back and watching all of those movies. That, to me, is the definition of what a blockbuster is today. And that's to take nothing away from Jaws. I I really do think this is MJ LeBron argument. Like, nobody's going to win. There's no right or wrong. I just, it's a definition of what a blockbuster is. And I completely agree with you in that they can have three guys on a boat and that scene can be that impactful we talked about the movie heat before we have robert uh, robert de niro man that should have been on this list yeah you have those two guys in the the um the diner scene which is one of the top three greatest scenes of a movie of all time it's two guys sitting in there you didn't need all the cgi that endgame did and all of that but again to go back and we've used this a few times with the definition of a blockbuster movie I look at what Endgame and the Marvel series did building up to that single blockbuster movie was significantly more difficult in today's day and age to pull all of that off than it was for Spielberg to do the Jaws movie. While it was fantastic, 
he also had the benefit of there was no competition for anything like that at that time. And so it's tomato, tomato to me. I'm now, now you have me looking on the other side of the bracket to see what the final matchup's going to be. Um, so Jaws, Jaws was number one at the box office for 14 straight weeks. What about Endgame? Uh, let's see. I just, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's it. It's two very different, um, two very very different movies. Um, as far as like how they're structured, how many movies are sur- they're surrounded by, their time that they came out. Um, Here, I'm gonna come on your side. I'm gonna agree with Jaws for this simple fact that a blockbuster movie. The hard part is that I can't put myself in the shoes of what it was like to go to movies when Jaws came out. Like I don't know what that would have been like, but the fact that it was so different and like you said, it had to have been the talk of everything. It's hard now too because they didn't have Twitter. They didn't have all the same technological things that we do to to pass the storylines, get people excited about Endgame. And well, I think Endgame for all of us who watched it were so hyped and think it was so cool, it wasn't groundbreaking with how it was made in the fact that other CGI movies, action movies had been made. I'm trying to put myself in the the shoes of somebody who watched all the Marvel movies, went and watched it for the first time being like, this is an amazing movie. And somebody went to watch Jaws for the first time who was just like, holy cow. I don't want to go to the ocean. I'm scared. Yes. And you make a great point right there that I'm willing to bet there are a lot of people out there who will not get in the ocean are around our age a little bit older or think that a shark's going to eat them the whole time only because of this movie well and it's the bad guy of the movie you don't actually see until near the end it's like it plays with your head and i just i don't know i I, i'm gonna go jaws and i think i think it is honestly you'd like you said it's it's jordan lebron and i'm a jordan guy yeah um so am i so empire strikes back versus dark knight Look, all four of these could win. I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. Our, our final four is incredible. Yeah. If you're on this list and you made the Sweet 16, you're an incredible movie. I mean, freaking Forrest Gump was eliminated as a Sweet 16. Um, Empire Strikes Back versus Dark Knight. I lean Empire. I know. We're going to do the same thing that we did on the last one and end up with two older movies because for the same reason, for all the same reasons um, that both of these are the middle of their trilogy. So right. it's like you can't go with that type of argument of launching something. Even though they perfected, and I think Dark Knight was almost as close to a perfect movie as that you can have, it wasn't unique. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter for blockbuster movies necessarily, as we see here with all it the It may lists. have had the single best performance out of anything in the final four with the Joker and Heath Ledger. Yes. Um, that's the, the problem with the... And I agree, it's it's a fantastic movie. Obviously, here it is. But that's the thing I pull out of this the most. The thing that's most memorable about The Dark Knight was one singular performance that sadly he never even really got to see right. um, what the reaction was to it. Um, whereas Empire Strikes Back is just... It's largely it's seen as the movie of the 70s and 80s as far as blockbusters and maybe one of the best movies of all time and certainly one of the best blockbusters of all time. 
Yeah. I, you could make a case for, I mean, you could outside of, I guess there's a few here, like Black Panther wouldn't fit in there. So you can make a case that the Elite Eight, any of those could be argued as a winner. You're going to Star Wars, Endgame, Jaws, Black Panther's the one. Um, but then you have Dark Knight, I mean, Raiders Towers, of the Lost Ark, Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark, and Empire. I mean, any of those, um, people are going to feel very passionately about those being the winner. I'll agree with you on Empire just because it is that movie. Empire, to me, um, is going to, we'll just set it up for the, the championship here. Um, and then I want to hear your argument first. I, I've kind of gone first on a lot of these. Yeah. What do you think, Empire versus Jaws? I'm going to go with Empire just because of. It's still relevant today. Like it stood the test of time better than Jaws. And not that that should be a knock on Jaws. That's, that's why I'm fighting is it shouldn't be a knock on Jaws that there weren't, um, it hasn't stood the test of time. They're not making remakes of that and under the same umbrella, although Megalodon, like making all those movies, the Meg or whatever it's called. Um, bad movie. But I'm going to go with Empire just because you can't, go against it. Now, what I love about both of these movies that they're unique stories, I think that's kind of where we've landed on this and that um, it's going to be a knock against you if there's some sort of previous book or movie or whatever. And Empire, to me, is the best movie in that entire series. Can I convince you of Jaws, do you think? You can try. You've done a really good job of convincing me, which obviously means my takes were not hot enough. Um no, I mean, but, I think I think we've had, I think we've had good conversation. I, I think we we have a very similar view on movies, and yeah. and we we got through a lot of this bracket without any disagreements. I'm, I'm going to say that I'm proud of two guys around the same age that ended up with blockbuster movies. I would have told you at the beginning that Endgame was going to be my winner. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it went up against Jaws at this time, and the fact that Jaws was a unique story and yeah. that it was different, and then I made like the MJ LeBron comparison. I think it's the, the the heart of the bracketologist is you have to play the matchups yep. and maybe sometimes you don't even come away like in the NCAA tournament with what was the best team that year. Um, I think that jaws should win because one, we just, I just made the passionate argument about we're only talking about blockbuster movies because of jaws. Yep. Um, I think from start to finish that the, the sequence of that movie is, perfection um the way that movie was shot perfection there's like no cgi in that movie that's all just like real um my issue with empire is that the first 25 minutes of that movie with the battle of hoth and the last 25 to 30 minutes of that movie when they get to cloud city is unassailable but that middle part when the millennium falcon and they're going and they're hiding in the asteroids and I love the Luke Yoda stuff, but it's slow. Yeah. There's a middle 45 minutes of this movie that drags. And I don't know if I can have it as the champion of my entire bracket. If, if it was on TV, I'm like, I could go walk the dog and come back in an hour. And I, I, I still feel great about this. And I know there's Star Wars people that are turning off the podcast and screaming at me right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking think in a different to, way about what a blockbuster should be. Should you be entertained the whole time or should you be on the edge of your seat, suspense, that kind of 
of movie. And I'll give going back and as we talk through all of it, go back to like Titanic. Like you were kind of on the edge of Titanic. They did a good job of building up mm-hmm. the story that you knew what was going to happen. And I'll say Dark Knight, you were suspense the whole time. Like because especially from the beginning, the open part of that movie. Uh, and so I like what you're saying about Empire. And now I want to go back and make a passionate plea of Dark Knight over Empire, just because <laughs> now I'm thinking of suspense. And yeah. Endgame was exciting. There was like an exciting, anxious suspense because you're rooting for like the fight scenes and like go do something cool. Where Jaws, you were just freaking out the whole time. Like, yeah. You were just like, oh my God, this thing's going to jump out of the water and eat someone. Um, I saved my arguments so that I can make sure that it goes my way. I didn't bring that up in Endgame. I don't, look, oh God. It's tough. So, you're sticking by it. You think Empire? I'm going with Jaws. Whew. He wants to bash his head against the table, folks, because I may have convinced him on, like, three in a row. Um, you did. You made All of these are so close. Like, honestly, anything in, like you said, the Elite Eight or anything in this Final Four, we come in here tomorrow and we record this and we might end up on a different winner. Yeah, I just, when it comes to block, but I have a hard time with Endgame not winning just because to me it's the culmination of so many movies over a decade that weren't written ahead of time. The way they connected all of it, that is the absolute death definition of capitalizing on an absolute blockbuster of what it means today that no series, even the Marvel tries to get back up. Nobody's going to be able to do what Marvel did leading up to Endgame. I don't know if someone else can be able to do that. And if they are, it's going to take them 15 years. Um, but that being said, what you said about Jaws, the way that it was shot, the one shots, the no CGI, that that was the the birth of blockbuster movies. And if you're going to call guys the greatest of all time and talk about the impact LeBron has had, you have to go back to MJ. And nobody's ever going to be able to do what Michael Jordan did, just like nobody's going to be able to go back and, and change the game the way that Spielberg did with Jaws. So I'll agree with you on Jaws. So Guinness Book of World Records considers Jaws as the first summer blockbuster. IndieWire has an article written, How Jaws Forever Changed the Modern Day Blockbuster. AV Club, Jaws was the first true summer blockbuster. And then lastly, uh, Entertainment Weekly, Jaws, the best summer blockbuster of all time. You're just putting that in there so the people that want to argue with you. you yeah, know you <laughs> all you people that are going to argue with me, you're wrong. Jaws, not like, like I said, Look, our Sweet 16 even, Star Wars, Forrest Gump, Avengers, Rocky, Jaws, Back to the Future, Black Panther, Twister, Dark Knight, Two Towers, Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, or wait, no, I skipped over, Independence Day, Titanic, Animal House, E.T., like... You know of all those, you know which one I'm most upset that's in the Sweet 16? That shouldn't have been in the Sweet 16? That I just, I'm not happy that it's there. Titanic? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like that movie angers me. Yeah. It's just like it was so overpowering on how much money it made and how much of a phenomenon it was. It's tough for it to not be that far. Yeah. Um, look, I, I, Beverly Hills Cop is awesome. I'd like, I, I would have loved to see that upset. I just don't know how you do it. Um, this yeah, is no, there's, there's no upsets there that Titanic. It's, I just don't like looking at the rest of the movies that are in that <laughs> area. I feel like there are some that, that left a, the round before I'm gonna find some that were lost in the Jurassic Park. 32, Jurassic Park's the first one. Jurassic Park out. in the round of 32. Uh, Lion King 1994 is in the round of 32. Finding Nemo. Yep. Um, Ghostbusters. Godfather. Sneaky, sneaky happy that Twister made it as far as you did. Company. Of course I am. That 
company included that that makes sense yeah it's also one of my wife's favorite movies she got it on vhs still she wants to get a vhs player just because she has twister nice not because it's on netflix or something else that we well, probably every i, I feel like every it. year when there's a good storm we'll throw that in just for fun Ooh. um yeah. all right this was awesome i think this was good and uh man we might have to do more movies in the future because uh uh, maybe no, we might have to bring a third person in because we agree too much and we'll just have to convince them of our opinions. Obviously, we need somebody who's a lot younger or a lot older. Yeah. Somebody who's not in the same sweet spot. For sure. Um, BJ, this was fun. Thanks for coming on. Oh, appreciate you having me. Until next time.